0: This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, week three in the NFL, a week that brought a lot of clarity in terms of where some of these teams really stand. We got a chance to see some teams we thought were good. We got a chance to see some teams that we knew were not good. But more importantly, we got a chance to to watch games like the 49ers and the Packers because that game cleared up a lot of things for what is going to be an exciting NFL season, in my opinion. You know, the 49ers coming into this game were 2-0 and had a home game that, in my opinion, as a Super Bowl contender, you have to win. Green Bay came in there at one and one after a stinker in week one. They fancy themselves a Super Bowl contender also. They needed to go in there and get the job done and they did. And we're going to talk about more about that game a little later. Before we get started with the NFL though, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't touch upon the baseball so far. We got about four or five games left in the major league season for most teams, the Yankees or a couple of games up on the Red Sox as we record three games up on Toronto and Seattle's snuck in themselves right into the middle of this. And they're a half game out. Seattle's in a phenomenal job this year. Just a phenomenal job this year. In fact, at some point, we even thought they were tanking the season uh, halfway through when they started making changes and making trades, etc. Uh, But they haven't, they've hung in there they've owned Oakland this year which has been the biggest thing for them and now with a week left or essentially 5 days left in the baseball season this is going to be fun the yankees are in a good spot they start off with well tonight they have Cole going and you know if they need to bring him back on 3 days rest i guess they can on sunday because Obviously, you have to make sure you get into the playoff, to the one-game playoff, but I'm sure that that's going to be an option for them. And if they don't have to, then they have them available for the playoff game next week. The only question they will have to answer is, do they use them on Sunday on three days rest in a situation where you can get home field? I wouldn't but that's probably the only thing that would be left open to them if they're in that situation. Next week we'll have a playoff preview. We'll bring somebody on to do a playoff preview for the uh for major league baseball and we'll probably do a couple of shows because I have been meaning to do some college stuff. Later on in the show I'm going to throw in a couple of things on college football that that I, you know, that are coming up this week. But there really hasn't been anything that just jumps out at you. This has actually been a really dry college football season to this point. So we'll see what goes on with that. But definitely a lot of football on this show. A lot of NFL football. And we'll begin after this. Fairfield Physical Therapy. Fairfield Physical Therapy Center is located in the Fairfield Commons Suite G106. Owned and operated by Justin Solotov, who has over 20 years of experience in the field of orthopedic physical therapy. Call Justin at 973-276-1313 and stop living with pain and discomfort. Epic Car Service. Epic Car Service is recognized as the number one car service in New York City by medical transportation standards. Located in the Bronx, New York, Epic Car Service will make your commute a safe and comfortable experience. Call Epic at 718-401-3742 or 844-666-6278. Lucimer Auto Body, located at 27 Austin Street in Newark, provides top-of-the-line service to make your collision experience as p- smooth as possible. Go to lucimer.com or call them at 973-824-0113 and tell Paul that Sergio sent you. Paul also sell cars there, by the way, um, especially in this time of the year or this time of that, that we're living in right now where where cars are, are, are almost scarce. It's hard to find. Give Lusimer Auto Body a call. They also have a lot of vehicles that they sell and they still have a nice variety left. So if you're having trouble finding a vehicle, running out of a lease or something, give Paul a call. Week three of the NFL kicked off last Thursday at Houston. Carolina traveled to Houston, and, you know, Carolina at at, at 3-0 now, he, look, they're playing well. You really don't know who they are though right because they haven't really played anybody right they played the jets on opening day rookie quarterback you know then they, they they now Darnold Darnold in in that game and in and in the games that have been that have been going on has played you know has played pretty good right so you can't you 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 can't knock them from that aspect but week 1 they play the jets Week two, they played the Saints, and listen, we know who Jameis Winston is. And week three, they play the Saint, the 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 they, they play Houston, the and and they're playing a, a rookie quarterback in Mills who who has never who had never started a game. So you really don't even know who they are. And I know the defense has played well; they look good, but you don't really know you know who they are just yet. Now, in that game on Thursday night. They dominated the first downs 28 to 14. Total yards was a joke, 407 to 193. And the rushing yards also, even without McCaffrey. McCaffrey left the game with an injury and they still dominated 117 to 42. The time of possession third. Listen, they were not going to lose that game. Okay? The question for Carolina becomes moving forward. What happens? What happens next week when you travel to Dallas? I'm interested in seeing that line. I would say Dallas has to be a four- or five-point favorite. But that'll tell us a lot of what Vegas believes in Carolina, okay? Darnold in the game was 23 for 34 for 304. More importantly, no turnovers in that game. All you got to really do is not turn the ball over, and you should be fine. More eight catches for buck 26. Houston goes to Buffalo next week. That's got to be at least a two touchdown line. Expect them to get run out of the building. Speaking of Buffalo, they jumped out 21, nothing on Washington, a a, a game that ended up uh, 43 to 21 in Buffalo's favor, but they jumped out 21, nothing Washington on two of their first three drives fumble and an interception and they fall behind 21 0. Now look to their credit, they got back to 21 14, but then Buffalo scored 22 unanswered. First downs destroyed in this game, 29 to 13. Yardage 481 to 290. Washington had three turnovers, two interceptions, okay, and a fumble. And when you add to that, the fact that they only had 78 yards rushing bad recipe. You know Washington's defense is the worst in the NFL right now. The worst in the NFL. For a team that fancies itself pretty good in fact when we had late Lewis on before the season t- started, he told us this was the best unit in the NFC East. We are clearly seeing it is not. It's the Cowboys offense, but we never thought that they would be even if they struggled at some point, which anybody can, we never thought it'd be this bad. Washington travels to Atlanta in a game that I'm telling you right now. If Washington is a small favorite in that game, they will lose. They will lose. Buffalo's home to Houston, like we said. Cleveland 26 to 6 over the Bears. And I want to know where the people are that wanted Justin Fields to be the quarterback on this team. Folks, the Bears ran 42 offensive plays for a total of 47 total yards. Not 147, not 247, not 347, 047. 047. 047. The weird thing is they didn't even turn the ball over, but they also really didn't have the ball. The time of possession in this game was 40 to 20, which is unheard of in this game. Justin Fields was six for 20 in this game. Six for 20. The Bears only ran the ball 13 times. It really didn't even have the ball. Like I said, they only had the ball for 20 minutes. You know, Cleveland, you know, they played it as close to the vest as possible. Mayfield was 19 for 31 for a touchdown. But realistically, as long as they didn't turn the ball over, they were going to be fine. Chubb with 22 carries. Uh, Odell Beckham. There was an Odell Beckham sighting, Five catches for 77 yards. Chicago's at home next week to Detroit. A Detroit team that's played better than a lot of people have given them credit for. And Cleveland travels to Minnesota. And this is another one of those games where if Cleveland is a small favorite, put your money on Minnesota. Buffalo, uh, Baltimore, 19-17 over Detroit. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Ravens, in my opinion, should be 0-3. Now, they would be a good 0-3 team. I'm I'm not going to say they're they're the they would be a terrible 0 3 team. They're not gonna be the Giants or the Jets, but they are without making a mistake here, they should be 0 3. They lost to the Raiders on opening night. A fumble saved them versus Kansas City. If Hilaire doesn't fumble that ball, rest assured they're losing that game. And Tucker hits a 66-yarder, an NFL record, by the way. A 66-yarder to win at Detroit. Now, to their credit, they did convert a big 4th and 19 with 26 seconds left to give them an opportunity. But Baltimore should be 0-3. Now they travel to Denver, a Denver team who we don't know, I mean, we know they're good defensively, but we don't really know how good they are as a team, but that's going to be one of the most interesting games of week four because it's going to clear that up for us. And if Baltimore loses that game and goes to two and two, we're going to be sitting here saying they should have been 0-4. Detroit travels to Chicago. Tennessee's tw- Tennessee beat Indianapolis twenty five to sixteen. You know it was a weird game because so far to this year Tennessee's two and one. Now look, they did steal game two, right? They stole game two, but they're two and one despite the fact that Tannehill's got four touchdowns and three interceptions on the season. The one thing they are doing and they continue to do well is run the ball. They ran the ball to the tune of 180 yards. So that has not stopped. Henry 28 carries for a buck 13. They have not stopped doing that. And that's going to be big for them. That's going to be big. Carson Wentz 19 for 37 for a buck 94. Again, not turning the ball over, but really not doing anything to help this team win. I asked that question. I'm going to bring this up again. And I thought it was a fair question. And I and I thought everybody was wrong. But I asked everyone, would the Colts be better? Everyone that I had on early in the year to do a preview, I asked the same question. Would the Colts be better with Wentz this year than they were last year? And everybody to a man said the Colts were going to be better. And I disagreed. I disagreed. I mean, the Colts are 0-3 right now. And it's so bad that Tennessee turned the ball over three times in this game. And they still won. And and they still lost. They They were three turnovers in and still lost that is the mark of a bad football team and uh <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be an issue moving forward cuz now they travel to Miami now is Miami a world beating team where they can't go in there and win that game no but Miami's going to play defense and the and 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 the Colts cannot score tennessee travels to the jets that should be a bye Although the Jets defense, I, I keep on telling you guys, they play uh, um, they they play better than you know than, than than people think. But we'll see about that. Kansas City and the Chargers played one of the better games on Sunday. The Chargers thirty to twenty four over Kansas City. Herbert twenty six for thirty eight, two eighty one, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Doing Herbert things. Mike Williams seven for a buck 22 and two touchdowns you know kansas city's first three drives as i sat down to watch this game went like this interception fumble fumble and actually if you want to throw in their fourth drive they went punt so they went int fumble fumble punt and they were down 14-0. Against a good team, you can't do that. And then not to mention that at 24-24, Mahomes threw another interception, which the Chargers cashed into the winning touchdown with 32 seconds left. The Chargers survived this early stretch of games at 2-1, with the only loss coming at home to Dallas. Kansas City's At one and two now, you know, it's funny. I said to one of my, uh, I actually said to my nephew, who's a Phillies fan, I said, hey, Phillies playing a last place team. They should be okay next week. That last place team is Kansas City. The Chargers are at home to the Raiders on Monday night. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal game. The Saints, 28 to 13 over the Patriots. And listen, this game was very simple. The Pats, Threw the ball. They threw the ball to the tune of 51 times. Because they threw the ball to the tune of 51 times, they threw three interceptions. Because that kid, again, had been protected the first couple of weeks. And I was hearing all of these pundits on TV telling me that Mac Jones was the most prepared quarterback to play. Yeah, he was prepared to play because he wasn't being asked to do anything. He wasn't being asked to do not a damn thing. As soon as they had him do something, three interceptions. And they started the game three and out, three and out, three and out, block punt, interception, down 14-3. The Saints are not a great team. In fact, I told you guys after week one, they're not even a really good team. But, They can play defense. And if they go ahead, then they can protect Winston from doing all his dumb stuff. The way to beat them is to go ahead. And once you went behind 14-3, they were able to play field position with New England, not put Winston in a situation where he needed to throw the ball or would turn the ball over. And they let their defense play. The Saints are at home to the Giants. The Pats are home to Tampa. And Tom Brady's return to his home. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. Atlanta 17, Giants 14. And look, the Giants go up 14-7 early in the 4th. And uh, they were feeling good about themselves. And they should have. I mean, they had struggled to that point offensively. Both teams had. I mean, it was just a, if you watched that game, you would have thought you were watching Delaware Villanova football. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. But they figured out a way to take a lead in the fourth quarter. And in this league, I always say it, just win. Figure out a way to win. They don't give you style points. But then the Giants allow a 15-play, nine-minute drive for the tie. And everybody always talks about how this defense was solid last year and how they would get better this year. The secondary, this. Can't allow a team like Atlanta to go 15 plays in nine minutes. They then get to midfield on the ensuing possession, right? So you're going to bail out the defense here. You give up a sack and have to punt. And then they allow Atlanta again to go the length of the field to kick the game-winning field goal. Big play on that drive was a catch by the rookie, the rookie tight end Pitts for 25 yards that put them in field goal range. The Giants have to go now to New Orleans. If they go 0-4, the week after that, they have Dallas. Now, look, these divisional games, anybody can win them for the most part. But if they lose this game, they could be staring at the season being over, basically. Look, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs anyway, but at least, you know, you, you know you're know, you an injury away to Dak Prescott from the Cowboys coming back in the division. But if you go to 0-4, I mean, you can basically forget about it. Atlanta's home to Washington in a game that I told you I'm interested in seeing the line in because I think, I think they could definitely win that game. Triangle Inc. Triangle Inc. is the leading manufacturer in the screen printing industry, delivering the finest inks for over 35 years. Check them out at TriangleLink.com or call them at 1-800-524-1592. Paramus Driving School, safety and professionalism begins with Paramus Driving School, serving the North Jersey area like no other. Contact them at ParamusDrivingSchool.com or call them at 201-986-8300. Verona Wine Cellars, located on 360 Bloomfield Avenue in Verona, New Jersey, provides top of the line alcohol, especially wines, for any occasion. And at any price, stop in and tell my guy, R. Pete Patel, that Sergio Rodriguez sent you Verona wine cellars. The Bengals 24 to 10 over Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's another team that should be 0 3. They were killed statistically in Buffalo, and they lost two straight home games to the Raiders and Cincinnati. They're in trouble. And now they have to travel to Green Bay. At one and three, they're not going to get off the mat. Not in the AFC. That's not going to happen. And they should have made the quarterback move two years ago. And they held on to Ben a bit too long. And now it's going to... And now, I mean, it's just showing itself. He He's immobile. And, and, and here's the thing. You know, they... From a statistical standpoint. They really didn't do much offensively. And they threw the ball damn near 60 times. Roethlisberger only threw for 318 yards. I mean, it was, I mean, he threw one touchdown and two interceptions. He was sacked four times. But my point is for a team that went out there trying to throw the ball. The rookie Harris had a nice game, but he did most of it. Out of the backfield, 14 catches for a buck 2 He only ran the ball 14 times. They only ran the ball 15 times as a team. So they're back to that ridiculous bad habit that they had. Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Cincinnati's home to the Jags on Thursday night football. Arizona 31-19 over Jacksonville. Murray 28 for 34, 316. No touchdowns. Did have the one interception. AJ Green and the kid Kirk both over hundred yards receiving. Uh, Jacksonville, look, they, they 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 showed you a little something in terms of competitiveness. They took the lead in the half off a missed field goal and that was returned 109 yards. You know, and they were and they were there. But listen, I'm gonna tell you one thing: Arizona's three and zero, but they have to get better defensively particularly with the ground defending that ground game i mean they gave up a buck 59 to jet to the jags the jug the jags had four turnovers including a pick six that they gave them and you know this game was hanging in the balance for a long time like i said jacksonville had the lead at one point so arizona you know they're three and oh and i'm sure that they're happy but Next week they travel to the Rams. That's going to that's going to be a game that's going to show you a lot about them. And look, maybe they were looking ahead. Maybe they were looking ahead. I'm interested in seeing what that line is. I want to see where it where it stands because like I always tell you guys, Vegas shows you or tells you a lot about these teams based on the lines. Jacksonville at Cincinnati, like we mentioned on Thursday night. Denver 26 nothing over the Jets. Denver's another team that's 3-0, but played three bad teams. So we don't know anything about them, right? They beat the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. So we don't really know anything about them. We know that defensively they look good, but how could you not look good against those three teams? The Jets, uh, guys, the Jets are just bad. 11 first downs, 162 total yards. 43 rushing, and Wilson threw two more interceptions. But I will say this. Wilson made it through another game without getting hurt. That's priority number one. And he got more experience. Priority number two. Other than that, if you're the Jets, keep it moving. You're at home to Tennessee against a team that's not really sharp. Two and one and not really sharp. The Jets, you know, Go out there and show me something. You can beat these guys. Denver's home to Baltimore. The Raiders 31-28 over Miami. And Miami's issues continue to be the same no matter who the quarterback is. Now, look, to be fair, Brissette gives you a better chance uh, passing the ball because, you know, he'll take more chances downfield. He's just a little more seasoned quarterback. Guy's been a, a, a professional backup in this league. You know, but when you throw the ball 49 times and complete 32 and all you have is 215 yards to show for it, you're not going to win in this league when these teams are hanging major points on the board. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The Raiders are going to score points. And if Miami's going to not get all these turnovers that they're used to or these short fields, et cetera, for four quarters, they're just not going to win these games. The Raiders are 3-0 and and they travel to the Chargers. Now look, Miami's 1-2 and, and they're going to be home to the Colts. But their schedule is easy. Miami's schedule is easy. If Miami doesn't get to 10 wins, it's going to be, one, a disappointment, and two, a validation of what I said last year when they made the move to Tua In the NFL, you have to make the playoffs when you can make them because you just never know. It's the only sport where you can't really plan for next year when you're in this year. You can do certain things, but you can't put all your eggs in the next year basket. Why? Because you just never know. The injuries play too much into this And rosters change drastically. Miami's next game right now. Miami's next game is home to the Colts. They should win it. That's two wins. They're at Tampa. At the Jags. Okay, maybe they split that. They're three and three. Home to the Falcons, four and three. At Buffalo, four and four. Then they have Houston, Baltimore at the Jets. They should go two and one in that stretch. Then they have the Panthers, Giants, and Jets again. They should go two and one in that stretch. And then they have the Saints, Titans, and Pats. They should go two and one in that stretch. So it's set up for them. The season's not over, even though they're one and two. But if you slip at the Jags, at the Jets, you could have a major issue in terms of this season. It could be a wasted season. I believe looking at their schedule, the more important game for them is going to be at the Saints, how they handle that one. Because that's going to be a must-win situation based on the fact that I think they're going to be in, in a mix for a wild card along with that Titan. So I believe those two of the last three weeks are going to be really, really important for them i'm interested to see how this play out because i like i said how this plays out because like i said i was a firm believer that they should have just let fitzpatrick play out and not rush to tua now again to be fair i'm not very high on tua as a quarterback but still they had an opportunity to make the playoffs last year and they blew it the rams 34 24 over tampa a game that i that i told everyone was the lock of the week the way the line was shaped up. Great game, fun game to watch. Stafford came here to play in these games and he showed up. He started the game one for six and then after that, he was a monster. He was a monster. 27 for 38, 343 and four touchdowns in the game. Listen, there's not much you can say about the Rams right now. They look good. They look crisp. Brady, again, 55 passes. I mean, threw for 432 yards. So it's not like they were stopped, but they just could not, you know, they could not drive the length of the field and cash in against the Rams defense. They got a lot of yards, but I, I believe a lot of it was a lot of empty calorie yards. But we'll see, right? The Rams play a divisional game against Arizona this week. That'll tell us a lot. I will tell you what I got from this game. Tampa Bay can't run the ball. Tampa Bay cannot run the ball and you are not going to win consistently in this league over 17 weeks, right? Although I guess now it's 18 weeks, over 18 weeks and in the playoffs if you can't run the ball. And I understand that they use a lot of their passes like runs as extension of runs, but still 35 yards rushing this week, 55 last week against the Falcons. And 60 against the Cowboys week one. I mean, that's Henry in one game had more yards than they have as a team. Brady and Tampa Bay travel to New England in his return. Like we mentioned earlier, the Rams are home to Arizona. Arizona. Another entertaining four o'clock game was the Minnesota Seattle game. Minnesota 30 to 17 over Seattle. And Seattle's officially been put on notice. They're in trouble. Now, give Minnesota credit. They find out Cook's not playing. They go to Madison, has a wonderful game 26 for a buck 12. Jefferson, the receiver, nine for 118. And Cousins, 30 for 38, efficient as hell for 323 and three touchdowns. Minnesota dominated this game from about the start of the second quarter on the rest of the way. They just ran the ball. They ran the ball to the tune of 140 yards and like I said that was without Cook dominated the time of possession 36 to 24 and I'm gonna tell you right now Seattle's in trouble. They're one and two and their next three games are at the 49ers, home to the Rams and at Pittsburgh. Now you might say, "Well, Sergio, you just told us Pittsburgh's no good." Yeah. They're not a great team, but at home and now three weeks from now it's a little colder, you know, you could go in there and you're going to struggle to win that game. Pittsburgh's not going to roll over. They'll be prepared to play that game. Seattle needs to, needs to in the worst way, get one of the next two weeks and then obviously win at Pitt. The only way that they could obviously walk out of this in, in in a great shape is if they go to San Fran next week and get a W. Because then now you're back to two and two and you get the Rams at home. Minnesota's home to Cleveland. And if that line is, like I said, if it's a, a small line with Minnesota being a dog, they're a lock. Green Bay 30 to 28 over the 49ers in the Sunday night game. Rodgers, 23 for 33, 261, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 12 for a buck, 32, and a touchdown. Garoppolo, 25 for 40, 257, and two touchdowns. Did have one interception. I was surprised that the 49ers did not run the ball better. They really only had about 65 yards rushing the entire game. Look, the 49ers' schedule is cake all year. And I mentioned this last week when I was talking about this game. Their schedule is cake all year. And they started 2-0 and they beat two bad teams in Detroit and Philadelphia. But they've lost to the only team that's any good. And they lost to them at home. And I told you that. I'm not, when I watch the 49ers play, I know I'm watching a team that should definitely be in the playoffs. But this is a team that has aspirations to win a Super Bowl. They can get into the playoffs with this schedule by beating all the bad teams and losing all the good teams, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl that way. So that becomes, you know... That becomes very important to them. And now they're home to Seattle and then they go to Arizona. You can't lose to Seattle. If you lose to Seattle, I don't want to hear anything about the 49ers the rest of the season. Because you can't go two and two with wins over Detroit and the and, and, and Philadelphia and tell me that you're a good team when you're losing two consecutive games at home to two teams that are contending for the playoffs. And I don't even think Seattle's gonna be a playoff contender. And then you have to travel to Arizona, a team that has always given you trouble. Green Bay, they did what they needed to do. They needed to get to 2 on one They needed to go there and win because they're another team who has Super Bowl aspirations. So they needed to go there and win that game, and they did their job. Took a late field goal. Mason Crosby walk off. But they got it done. They got it done. In this league, you just get it done. They themselves are home to Pittsburgh next week. The Monday night game, the Cowboys just dismantled Philadelphia, 41-21. That game wasn't even that close. I mean, outside of a essentially a strip sack that led to the Eagles' first touchdown, this game was embarrassing for the Eagles. Embarrassing. It cleared up a lot for a lot of people who came into this year believing that Hurts was the guy. The Eagles have issues at quarterback. They have a good football player at quarterback, but not a good quarterback. The Cowboys secondary was basically baiting Hertz to throw the ball to these guys. They were just all over these receivers because they're not afraid of double moves. Hertz is not very accurate downfield. So you're not afraid of him throwing the ball down there, and he's still a one or a two read guy. Prescott, 21 for 26, 238, and three touchdowns. The Cowboys' offense right now is just clicking on all cylinders, whether it's Elliott, Pollard, Lamb, Cooper. They're playing without Gallup. Schultz, the tight end with you know, six catches and two touchdowns. They're just clicking right now on all cylinders. And now this becomes a good test this week. This becomes a good test because they get Carolina, they get Carolina, a team that has been really good defensively, granted against lesser quarterbacks, but good defensively. And now you get them at home. If you're the Cowboys, you have to win this game. Because you have a divisional game against the Giants that, okay, I get it. You're going to be at least a touchdown favorite in. But I've seen too many of these divisional games over the years where you could throw the line out the window. Anybody can win a lot of those games. So if you're the Cowboys, go in there and show me something. You had a great win against the Chargers on the road. You almost beat Tampa Bay week one. You should have probably won that game. And now you dismantled and did what you needed to do at home against a team that's inferior. So let's see what happens next week. You know, turning over to college football, a couple of things to keep to keep in mind for this week. Number seven, Cincinnati travels or, or plays Notre Dame. And that game is going to be very interesting for Cincinnati because this is their shot. This is their shot in terms of ranking to play a team that's going to give them some type of credibility to get into the playoff. Now, look, I don't believe Notre Dame's that good of a team, but they're always going to have that low number next to their ranking. So, you know, that's Cincinnati's shot. Alabama plays Ole Miss an all Miss team that, that can score. And they, they did against Alabama the last year. So here's another opportunity for someone to knock off Alabama within the SEC. Oklahoma State plays Baylor, another team, another game of two ranked teams. That should be entertaining. On a side note, you know, Clemson, who has been struggling this year's, and they lost NC State, they're, Almost out of the top twenty-five, they came in this week at twenty-five. But if you're a college football fan and you want something to watch this week, Arkansas is what you got to watch. So Arkansas jumped into the top ten, and right now, I like I said, I believe they're the team to keep an eye on. They have a huge game at Georgia. They are a nineteen-point dog, but this is their shot. This is their shot. Can they get this done? Stan Sports Center. Stan Sports Center is your local, full-service, authorized team dealer for all of your favorite sports brands. Family-owned and operated, Stan's has proudly supplied apparel, uniforms, equipment, varsity jackets, and much more for the entire tri-state area since 1946. Find them online at StansportCTR.com and contact them today for your sporting goods needs Stan sports is the official sponsor of the sergio rodriguez gambling portion of the show our picks three and three last week we had a rough one o'clock slate we were zero and three at, and during the one o'clock slate won the thursday game won the two four o'clock games right which were minnesota and the rams so let's see if we can get back On the winning side here for the week, 13-6 and for the season. Still making people money, but we want to be better than that. Let's go through these games real quick. Cincinnati's a a 7.5-point favorite, totals 46. In that game, I'm staying away from it because you don't know where it's going to go. You really don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I expect Cincinnati to win, but you don't know where the total's going to end up in that game. Washington is a a 1.5-point favorite on the road against Atlanta. Take Atlanta. Chicago's a three-point favorite at home against Detroit. Stay away from that game. Most people are going to tell you to bet the under in that game. I would tell you, just be careful with that. Tennessee is a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Jets. Totals 46 in that game. Tennessee's going to win. I mean, they should win. But, you know, the Jets? Tennessee's thing right now is they run the ball. And the Jets defensively are going to keep this closer than people think. If I had to bet somebody, believe it or not, I'm taking the Jets in the seven and a half. Cleveland is a two-point favorite on the road against Minnesota. I told you Minnesota was a lock last week. They are a lock again this week. Miami is a two-point favorite at home. The total's 43 against Indianapolis. Miami's going to be playing to save their playoff season. This week, Indianapolis, to save their season in general, this will be one of the harder-hitting, more competitive games of the day. Not fun to watch because both teams are terrible to watch, but competitive. Dallas is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The total's 51 at home against Carolina. I like the Cowboys in this game because I just don't know what Carolina is. But we'll know more about Carolina and Denver after this week. New Orleans, an eight-point favorite at home against the Giants. I don't know if New Orleans is that good to be an eight-point favorite over anybody. So if I had to take somebody, I would probably take the Giants and the points. The 43 is a weird one. Kansas City's a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Totals 54-and-a-half. I expect a lot of points in this game. Philadelphia will clean up some things, and Kansas City's really not that good defensively as people give them credit for. Buffalo's a 16.5 point favorite. The total's 47. Buffalo's gonna win. 16 and a half's a lot of points. The Rams are a four and a half point favorite at home against Arizona. This is gonna be a good game. I expect a lot of fireworks. They'll be throwing the ball around. If you're a fantasy player and you have players on this team, you're probably going to have a good shot at winning. The 49ers are a three-point favorite and the totals 52 in this game, which kind of favors Seattle. The line opened up. The total opened up at 50 is up to 52. Now I think if you get into a shootout, Seattle can win this game. Denver's a one-point favorite at home. The totals 44. <sighs> I look, I guess if I had to bet somebody, I would have to bet Baltimore because I just don't know enough about Denver but this would probably be a game you stay away from green Bay, six and a half point favorite at home. The totals 45 and a half. The concerning thing here to me is that I thought this line would be a little bit bigger because Vegas has to be seeing in Pittsburgh. What I see, I still would take green Bay, but I just thought that that line would be bigger. It almost seems like they're begging you to take green Bay. Tampa's a six and a half point favorite on the road against the Patriots. I know everybody's going to expect Tom Brady to just put up these ridiculous numbers and try to stick it to Belichick. It's a lot of points on the road. Tampa hasn't been overly sharp. I would probably take the Patriots and the points. And in the Monday night game, the Chargers are a three and a half point favorite at home against the uh i'm sorry the chargers are a three and a half point favorite at home against vegas that's gonna be a fun game to watch also that's probably a game that you probably need to stay away from but if you have to have to bet something because it is the monday night game i would probably say bet the over next week multiple shows definitely something on the baseball playoffs We have to start looking ahead a little. Believe it or not, NBA camp's already opened up. College football, if we get any shockers or any outliers. And week four of the NFL. Remember that you've been listening to the Sergio Rodriguez Show. A show unlike any other.